United States of Lead is an informative podcast that may contain sensitive material and the occasional F-bomb. Listener discretion is advised. United States of Lead, a podcast about crime, mental decline, and the history of lead poisoning. This week, we're going to try a, a sort of new format, I guess you could say, where we're going to look at some TikToks that Paul has sent me. What I want to try doing is starting with the TikTok, and then we can dive into the subject. Cool. I don't remember sending this. I remember I like this content creator. I like this creator. Oh, okay. Um, do they do a lot of this? They do a lot like, of socially conscious, thought-provoking stuff. Oh, cool. I feel like I it's about s- art, too. Nice. I got, I got to watch it to kind of refresh. I'm just seeing her face in the folder. I'm sure I'll have more to say once we watch it. All right. Uh, I'm not hearing anything. Oh, shit. Think- oh, I got to gotta share my audio. Click share, and then the thing pops up. What screen do you want? And in the bottom left corner is a box they want you to check. I'll stop sharing and then reshare. I think that's what you got to do. Oh, share they don't, sound. They don't make that very... Why don't you just fucking share the sound to begin with? Wouldn't you think yeah. you'd uncheck it, if anything? How much porn do you think we're all looking at? <laughs> that's <laughs> really the question. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Oh Who's got porn God. in the background? Apparently okay, enough to... <laughs> there's focus groups where they were like, uh... We got to do this, Dave. Oh, we can't... Yeah. There's enough percentage of people watching porn than not watching porn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. okay. Of course, there are people swimming at these beautiful beaches in Tuscany, but what in the Springfield is that? Would you swim in this almost Caribbean-like ocean water uh, if you knew it was that colour because of this chemical plant? Here is the waste up close that comes out of the factory. It's from Solvay, yeah. a Belgian company that makes soda ash here. They say this is mainly limestone and is harmless. In fact, the Italian government just renewed their permit to continue operating here. But local activists as well as scientists say the effluent contains heavy metals that harm marine and human life. Europe's pollutant register shows there are chemicals like mercury, arsenic, cadmium, chromium, lead and ammonia. Not that that stopped any tourists coming here. I've been following this story for a while, so last year I interviewed content creators calling the factory out and local government. Also highlighted how Vogue Italia were glamorizing the area on a cover. This time I found out that a study into local health that really should get funding has been sat waiting for support in City Hall for four years. Check out my TikTok on Vice World News and my article to see and find out more about what is going on in Rossignano Sorvei. So that TikTok comes from Sophia Smith-Gaylor. 
Paul just mentioned that they have a really good TikTok channel that discusses topics like this. And what else was it, Paul? She talked about language and the etymology of a word or why we have some kind of quirky app. Cool. Uh, survival in culture, but it's always like some kind of socially conscious lens. Awesome. Very clever. Shout out to them because this story is fucked up. And if you actually can watch the TikTok, holy shit, it's creepy. There's pictures too in these articles that are even more ridiculous. First thing I wanted to highlight is how tourists still flock to this place because of the beach with the white sand and the crystal blue water. Like she said, it was on the vogue about tourism, which is even more scary. Not only is it like, okay, this is a great place, but you're actually going to have advertising bringing people to this place. An effect that can't be dismissed is the Instagram effect. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. I'm looking at this Bloomberg article and there's just what I feel like is a I don't think this is a particularly interesting shot for the man the man on the beach it's not interestingly composed it seems like it's really about let's hey just stand there I need a picture for the article and then then when you go to the Daily Mail look at their pictures because it's like holy shit but even still it's not particularly composed but look at the sand Uh, my point is look at the water and look at the sand it doesn't look that great it's cool it's pretty but it's not something where I guess if I didn't have the means to travel to a location that had white sand and beaches like that, the appeal, but I I don't know. It just looks like a beach to me. Mm. I just feel like cool to you. So if if we took the Daily Mail photos and instead of them pointing at the waste producer, we just Mm -hmm. turn the camera around to the color of the water and then the contrast of the beach and then also how shallow it seems to be. Those would be some. If you go if you go all the way down, they do actually have a good photo of that. Scroll down to where there's umbrellas. Sure. So you don't even see the plant. But even so, like, it's still like a tiny beach. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't look big either. What is that? Are they selling shirts? Yeah. Oh, man. Look at how, look at that guy in the right. With the weird floaty thing. Right behind him. But both of those men, and even smaller than this child, are those shorts. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that is, that is like, that's barely a hammock. That's like, what do they call that? He's actually nude and they colored it in (sighs) Uh, just to hide it. That's not even a hammock. There's some brief imagery in that TikTok of this, but I do suggest people look at the link to the Daily Mail. I mean, if you went to a beach and you saw that, would you not just get in your car and leave? The smudgy stuff? The the factory that looks like a nuclear power plant. Would you not just be like, yeah, that's a no for me. Pack up your stuff and leave? Or would you say, eh, I mean, we're already here. I don't know. I mean, if Vogue is telling me that it's so oh. cool. Yeah, you listen to the experts, don't you? <laughs> I think I would leave, but uh, I could totally see why people might stay. Because even with why this would stuff Vogue on the promote ground. it? This is so obvious. How could Vogue promote it? And it, it's not like it's hidden. You know, they have to know that that's there. So why would they promote this if it wasn't safe? Well, and also, I mean, I, I don't hate to keep pounding on this, but to have that geo tag in my Instagram post that says I'm here, I'm tagging in yeah, to this Ro- beach in, in Tuscany. Rosignano Solve. Yeah, in Tuscany. We're just going to say Tuscany. We're not going to say the actual beach. So this is the other interesting thing. We just said all that, right? And this Daily Mail article says that the tourist crowd there, most of them fully aware that the picture-perfect swimming spot owes its allure to a nearby factory. 
So they're fully aware that it's getting that color from the stuff that the factory spits out. Now, the questions have lingered for decades over why the sea and sand are such startling colors, with some environmentalists suggesting the phenomenon is caused by heavy metals emitted by the soda factory next door. So that soda factory... It's not Coca-Cola. No. (laughs) Spoiler, it's It's, not Coca-Cola. It's not Dr. Pepper. That would have been great if we just left that for the end. And that factory... Coca-Cola. Barks no, root not. beer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, no. So it's just known as the Solvay factory, but it produces soda ash for making glass as well as sodium bicarbonate or also better known as baking soda. I'm going to look at my Arm and Hammer and see if it says. If it's from Italy. Hold on a second. It's right in the bathroom. One second. No, it's from New Jersey, but I feel like we should look at New Jersey now because of this. New Jersey. I'm going to go put it back, but now I want to look at New Jersey. Anyways, we know there's a lot of waste in Jersey too, so that'd be interesting to look up. So the beach, like we were talking about how small it is, the beach is a two and a half mile long stretch. And it's actually named after that Solvay factory. Now, here's the thing that I don't get. The plant denies that they are polluting the surrounding coastline, but they refuse to let the sand in the water be tested. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly understanding How come other people just can't have the sand and water tested? So that's interesting because, yeah, I think it's because perhaps, you know, that it has to go through a certain source to be considered credible. Interesting. That's what I'm getting because, yeah, why wouldn't you just take some from the beach or, I mean, the city has been blocking it. The Bloomberg article does talk about levels that are found there. So I think that testing has been done, but it's not official testing by the city. And so therefore it's not considered, I don't know, we'll we'll figure it out. So one Dutch tourist who traveled there with her family said that she discovered it on Google Maps and she was told it's not dangerous that the color comes from the soda factory next door. So I think these people are thinking it's baking soda, which would make sense that if you could go, oh, well, it's just the baking soda. But you look at that plant and it's like, I don't care what's coming. I don't care if it's like Fruity Pebbles. I'm not trusting what's going out of there. Even there's the smog. Personally, I don't understand it. But another person said, every time I come here, I think that if swimming is allowed by local, regional, and national authorities, we can believe them when they say that the water is clean. Even though that person declined to give their last name because they didn't want to be known. A notice from the Regional Environmental Protection Agency for Tuscany said that the water quality is, quote, excellent. So it's like, I feel like very Trump vibes of, you know, it's great, it's fantastic. We've never seen water like this before. People are saying that this water is great. They come up to me and they say, sir, that's my Trump impression. (laughs) This, This water is so amazing. So I just Googled soda ash and sodium bicarbonate and... I'm wondering if it's a little bit crazier. One of the things that we have stumbled on, and we're not really qualified to like chemically explore this, but mm-hmm. I'm going to ask this question. So it seems like sodium bicarbonate, soda ash is not by itself toxic, but mm-hmm. when I had chicken pox, I bathed with baking soda and it didn't make that sludge. So uh, yeah, touche. Uh-huh. So like and if it was just so, you know, baking soda, if it was just baking soda and seawater, maybe that would be pretty simple and they would be very excited to show mm-hmm. how safe it is and 
but yeah, why is this sludge being made and why, and then why wouldn't they just spend business card money? They already have a testing facility. They already, this should be nothing to them. Okay, so here's where it even, we dive into it a little bit more. That plant, it actually opened up at the start of the last century. And then from that plant, this town was created. So this town wasn't even there until that plant was there. But they created this town to house the workers and their families who work at this plant. And today- That always goes well. Yes. (laughs) Exciting. Come on. Like, where's our bingo card for this? Because we've seen this too in the US. And that's actually one of the TikToks you sent me that we'll get to eventually. So today, this global chemical corporation operates in 61 countries and boasts some 24,500 employees. Jeez. Yep. And a journalist from Tuscany said that Solvay was like a mother to this area. We called it Mama because of how it boasted the economy. So then it was created by a Belgian industrialist named Ernest Solvay. The plant's founder guaranteed well-being by opening a school, a hospital, and a theater. The factory has ensured that the unemployment rate has always been low, which, okay, The group's industrial director told the company that they respect all the rules of a high-risk site. And they say that the plant only discharges powdery deposits of limestone. So they're saying that that's only limestone. And that the sparkling blue water is caused by the reflection of the sky against the white seafloor. So they're claiming that the white sand on the bottom of the sea and on the beach is from limestone. Where's the foam coming from? Well, I mean, I see foam. I mean, I don't. But is it I, that? Co- is it that color? Is that color? Is it- uh, sometimes, yeah. But I mean, there could be shady shit here too. There's factories all along the lake here. But so, and their mayor insists that the plant does not pose any health problems. So this guy is adamant, but also this guy is getting paid probably very well from this factory. Now, this is where the other side comes in. Okay. And somebody named Maurizio Marchi, Marchi, sorry if I pronounce that wrong. And they're from Italy's Medicina Democratica Health Association. Okay. So it sounds like an independent health. Cool. Yeah. So they're, you know, kind of like those organizations we see where they do their independent studies because the studies aren't being done. So then they're like, well, fuck this, we're going to do it. But Maurizio says that, quote, the reality is that for a century, this place has been a Solvay landfill, an industrial landfill, he insists. Now, they said that environmentalists have also deplored the gutting of limestone hills and mass extraction of rock salt. So it's not just this plant in the area. They're also doing that stuff, too. A journalist for a local publication there who's also written extensively on the subject says that Maurizio's concerns would have once been valid, but no longer are. So they're saying, sure, it might have been toxic before, but it's not anymore. And they're saying, quote, in the 1980s, it was indeed a toxic beach. But the production cycle that used mercury and heavy metals has been changed, he says. But as we know, that stuff just doesn't disappear. But... He says the famous white beach is nothing more than an artificial construct, which nonetheless offers holiday makers a slice of paradise. Their version is very, it's fine. Sure, it might have been toxic at one point, but it's it's fine. Can I share another quick TikTok on this same topic? Um, Yes, please. Share your sound so they know you're not watching porn. Right. (laughs) So they can... Add that to their data. The local journalist is saying that, right? However, from the Bloomberg article, quote, 
for 65 years up to 2005, Solvay's local soda ash plant discharged waste containing a total of more than 400 tons of mercury directly onto the beach in dissolved and particulate form. Tuscany's Environmental Protection Agency determined this in 2008. Executives at the 10 billion multinational company have long maintained that its emissions aren't a danger to humans, animals, and only containing non-harmful trace amounts of mercury and other metals, end quote. So that guy said that that shit ended in the 80s, right? But then this says that it was all the way up to 2005. They were dumping that shit in there. Not buying it. No. So we know that the local government, obviously the local corporation there, and certain tourists are like, well, this is safe. That's what we're getting, right? But yes. as they're saying, because there's now all this misinformation, okay, well, you're saying it was in the 80s that they stopped, but this is saying, and including the, their environmental protection agency saying 2005, they're saying that in order for us to know whether or not there's still toxins, a new study would have to be implemented, one dedicating to discovering whether there was a relationship between the industrial discharge and excess deaths, which we also haven't gotten to yet, because of course, there was increased death and disease from people living there and people traveling there. Now, here's where I don't believe that this is like everybody believes that this is safe because in 2019, the town's council voted overwhelmingly to conduct one of these studies. And Italy's National Research Council, which was also involved in the earlier research, agreed to carry out the work. Mm -hmm. So this whole narrative that everybody's like, it's great here. There's nothing wrong. They would not overwhelm to have another study unless it was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong here. Just show that there's not. But I don't really believe that that's the narrative of this. But in a series of meetings held over that, oh, and I should reference too, this is really recent. This article is from November 15th. So people are like, yeah, let's do this study. But that mayor who's out there saying that all this is safe and whatever, he's refusing to fund this research. And he's saying because he just renewed that plant's license. And this study, like we're saying, you know, you take samples and you test it to have this adamant refusal against this just from a credible agency. So I sent you the TikTok that we looked at. Mm hmm after seeing other TikToks, I had seen stuff about this beach. And okay. the first time I l ever heard about this beach was from this content creator on TikTok. Her page is Chao Sasha. And okay. I would just call her like a public intellectual and a conscientious alarm bell ringer. She asks questions about art. She has a bunch of stuff about uh, really kind of well-researched stuff about Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, oh. there's stuff about priests on who are on Grinder. She just has a lot of really cool questions. She's clearly a genius and is not afraid of making a stink. So I think this is the first one that I saw. Eco crimes, but make it fashion. I wish I was joking, but unfortunately I'm not. It is September 2021 and Vogue Italia has decided to put the beaches of Rosignano Solve on the cover of this month's issue. My viewers will already know why this is so messed up, but if you don't know, let me tell you. A month ago, I made a video about how Rosignano Solve is a very controversial place because it is where a chemical plant called Solve basically dumps their chemical waste in the sea. It just looks crazy. Look at this. For decades, the sand has actually become this unnatural white color, which gives it sort of an exotic and tropical look. 
and it continues to attract tourists to this day. But the fact remains that mercury, nickel, and other toxic chemicals are present in this water at elevated levels, and residents from this town suffer from higher rates of cancer and all kinds of diseases in comparison to the rest of the region. If you are Italian, please pause to read what this Italian politician from Livorno had to say about this. I think it pretty much sums it up. And I'm actually speechless because I love Vogue. I don't understand the thought process behind this. This is not okay. Do not glamorize the destruction of our planet. It is not fashionable. It is not nice. It is disgusting. Vogue, you honestly should be ashamed. I would like to give a quick shout out to Nova Lectio on YouTube. He's an Italian YouTuber who is the first person to have talked about Rosignano Solve and where I first learned about this myself. So I cannot recommend his videos enough. His channel is just amazing. Well, the fact too, when you look at other regions and they don't mm -hmm. have, you know, it's like, I'd like to read the Vogue article because do they talk about the plants in there? Are they aware? Were they only sent pictures that didn't show the plant? Because well, I, I could see people like they're not really looking into it. Well, the title of her video that we just watched was about greenwashing. So clearly it's not. Oh, so it's something that, okay, okay. Well, we should look into that. Other outlets that do that make that, like, oh, this is great and grand. And it's really oh, this is fine. Oh, yeah. okay. Anyway. So like she said, they have found levels that go beyond what is considered tolerable. And then this is what I don't get too. So the controversy over the beach dumping already spurred the company to promise to change its practices. It's like this constant saying like, no, there's nothing here, but then, all right, fine, we'll do this. That there's not more repercussions and regulations when corporations do this. So on September 6th this year, so just a couple months ago, Solve said that by 2030, it would cut discharge from its plant by 20% compared with the maximum allowed by regulators rising to 40% by 2040. And it's also said that scientists have invented a process that would allow it to eliminate all such emissions globally by mid-century. The changes follow mounting pressure from environmental advocates and a London-based activist hedge fund. Oh, I'd like to look into them. A London-based activist hedge fund, Bluebell Capital Partners. Okay. An investigation also published by Bloomberg on March 31st also showed that Italian prosecutors found mercury above legal limits in the soda company's ash discharge between 2006 and 2010. Oh, but we stopped that in 1986. No, well, actually, we did it in 2005. Actually, we didn't do that either because this is after both of those. Of course, the company disputes the findings saying the levels of heavy metals in its discharge didn't violate any laws. So there we go again. When you set these standards, they could still be killing people. Well, we're following what they told us to. Total benefit of the doubt. It might be that individual machines are not producing specific amounts that are illegal, but then the aggregate, once it ends up all in the wash, mm -hmm. but still it's... Well, here's I mean, why that's probably not true because mercury emissions have yeah. fallen since 2007 there when they discontinued a chlorine making process that used the element. <laughs> you know, you, Paul, giving the benefit of the doubt was really big of you because I know you don't necessarily do that often when it comes to these topics. And then you do. And I'm like, well, actually, I'm glad you did because that just proves no more. You're out. So, 
they discontinued that, but they still pumped at least 20 tons of heavy metals and their compounds onto the beach annually mm -hmm. over four years through 2021. The company said this in response to questions at his annual shareholding meeting. So the mayor is, you know, he's like the guy who's like, this is all fine. He's fighting for the company. He's fighting for the corporation. They're doing everything they're supposed to be. Leave them alone type of face of it. Kind of like the mayor of in Jaws. Ah, there you go. Let's <laughs> rewatch Jaws. This is perfect. Maybe he, that's his favorite movie. So should I email and be like, have you seen Jaws? Have you seen Jaws? Is that your political strategy? Just keep the town open no matter what. We should start trolling him and sending him Jaws clips. <laughs> Let's find him on social media and send him Jaws clips. But his main opponent is a 63-year-old cardiologist and fellow council member. And he was the lead author of the 2017 report that showed elevated deaths. And today <sighs> is the lead advocate for a new study. He's witnessing this firsthand, how people are dying at mm -hmm. an elevated level of these things that these diseases and cancers that weren't there, they're not around the other regions. It's specific to where this plant is that emits toxic heavy metals. They say that the, if they are able to do the study, it would take about a year and they would address the residents ailments and then an overlay of the pollution from the industrial park. And then, you know, obviously cross-referencing that with people outside of the region. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, he said researchers would use a statistical analysis to see whether variations of the sickness can be explained to closeness of the industrial activity, which I'm going to say that they're probably going to since they've already proved that. But they said the other ailments in question are cardiovascular neurological diseases, including Alzheimer's, that those can be linked to multiple external factors. But as we know, heavy metals, you can tie very quickly to cardiovascular and neurological diseases. Ugh, God, you know, that's something too, I never really thought about, but the rise of Alzheimer's and dementia. Right. And we, we're not in any news linking that to the poison that we're constantly consuming. There was just actually, I didn't even, I forgot about this. There was something on uh, Instagram, this guy, Dave New World, I think his handle is, but he, he's an activist and he said that there's a study that nobody's talking about where they're finding microplastics in the placenta in the first few days of fecal matter of babies and nobody's talking about it like that's fucked up maybe that's kind of like the new lead or like a lead level toxin where it's everywhere yep it's inescapable mm -hmm. it is inappropriate for it not to be factored into any perspective. I think the other really important thing is if it were really examined, the results would be catastrophic to our way of life. We keep saying this. I feel like we say this every episode, but if we really examine this and we really wanted to solve it, it would, we'd have to change just everything. All of us. All yeah. of us. Yeah. All of us too. Like we have to take our part in it with how we consume. I mean, what we consume, how often we consume it. Mm -hmm. You know, those things, yeah, they would have to, it would be a dramatic shift. And so like the tourists on this beach, well, yeah, okay. You can like, you can tell me that this might be toxic, but it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's a sector of society that thinks that way. Yeah, I know this could kill me, but I'm having a good time, you know? And but I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, we I, all do I, it to a certain extent. I'll still have a Diet Coke every now and then in a plastic bottle, you know? But we drive cars and we, mm -hmm. 
I mean, we should all be taking buses. Yeah. So that focus too, like we talk about where, you know, the infrastructure and making new roads and why aren't we shifting to focusing on light rail systems? And yeah. okay, so this is what's interesting too now. So somehow too, the other point of contention in this study is who should be carrying out the study? Because the mayor believes, he says he's not opposed to a study, but that he wants the local health authority to be doing the lead or to be doing the research. One of his employees, I assume. Yes. Who has generations of family from this town. Mm -hmm. From mama. Yes. From mama. They call it mama. We got to keep it in the family. Oh. This cardiologist, too, he first entered into this when a friend on the town council asked him to take a look at the death rates related to various illnesses in this area. Decided just from that initial look that that was what caused him to dig deeper. And so then that's where it's like, you know, but I mean, God, I just looking at that, if I was an expert in this, in any field of toxins or disease, looking at that plant, I'd be like, holy fuck. But then you probably have this, oh, well, there's no way they'd get away with this. I mean, how many times do people just have that idea too of, well, there's no possible way it can be bad because they just wouldn't get away with it. But I think the Trump effect. Yeah. But I think as we've seen, it uh, happens a lot. Crime in plain sight. So we will have to keep an eye on this because, like I said, this article is from only a few days ago. Crazy. And there's, and there's yeah, and so there's still, I would like to find out what Vogue is saying about this too. Since this is so new and they're just getting put on blast, I'm sure they still haven't even thought of what to say, you know what I mean, as a response. So we'll keep an eye on that and have an update on this because... It's just mind boggling. I don't know how we've gotten to a place where this is considered what's supposed to be the new normal for living, but fashionable even. So that is all the time we have for this week's episode. If you happen to know any more information on this topic, please email us at unitedstatesofled at gmail.com because we will be keeping an eye on this now that we have found how fucked up it is. And also the Bloomberg article has an extensive amount of information on the specifics of it too. So you can see some other information about it. But anyways, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks everybody. Thank you for tuning in to United States of Lead, hosted by Andrea Elizabeth and Paul Kramer. Just a quick disclaimer, Andrea and Paul are not experts in lead poisoning. We do ask that you check our sources and read up a little bit more on your own. Thanks again for listening.